You're listening to Embarrassing Family, where we share our weirdest, wackiest, and wildest family stories. Hello, everyone. Today, as our guest, we have Sophie Lawhead. She is a comedian from the Bay Area. So, Sophie, you say you have some uh, embarrassing family stories? So, my parents... um... I feel like they've always kind of been preparing me for an apocalypse or like societal collapse or something. Well, I guess maybe they uh, prepared you pretty well considering today's. uh... (laughs) I know. Maybe they had. (laughs) They knew something was coming somehow. I don't know if that was it. I think it was just the chaos um, that they grew up in. But it started with uh, when I was a kid, they gave me the Little House in the Prairie book series and was like, you need to read these. And specifically, my mom was like, let me know when you get to the story about the pig bladder, because in Little House on the Prairie, there's a story where they kill a pig, slaughter a pig, and then the mother blows up the bladder of the pig for the children to have as like a fun toy. And they like bat it back and forth like it's a ball. It's gross. <laughs> and so when I got to that part, I was like, OK, great. You know, like, what, why, why did you tell me this? She's like, oh, I just wanted you to know. Just just wanted you to know in case you needed that information. <laughs> In case you needed a pig bladder to play with as a, as a toy. Exactly. In case everything goes haywire and all we have is pig bladders, just be prepared. <laughs> but so I worked my way through those. And at the same time, when I was a child growing up, my mom would uh, read us bedtime stories. And her favorite book to read from was her book of animal attacks. And so this was animals and it actually, it wasn't just animals, like it was insects, uh, reptiles, um, cats and dogs. So not just like wild animal attacks. Like domestic animals. Oy. Yeah. Anything that could come at you. And so I grew up fearful of everything. Yeah, of course. That must be so traumatizing. <laughs> knowing like anything could like attack me at any moment, like brown recluse spiders. Like that was in there. I developed a strong fear of spiders. Well, that was also from, um, I have an older brother who's a year older than me or no three, excuse me. And so I was allowed to watch whatever he was allowed to watch. And so that included arachnophobia, um, child's play, uh, any like R rated (laughs) horror movie. Yeah. And they're still so confused to this day. Like, why am I like afraid of everything? Why do I just like to stay at home? Yeah. I'm not really interested in traveling. Never want to go outdoors. <laughs> and I think it's it might have something to do with the animal attacks. Yeah, of course. The area of the country I'm from, which is like the inland Northwest, there's always a risk of, to them, there's always a risk of your pet being taken by an eagle. Like an eagle will swoop out of the sky, grab your cat, grab your dog, and just swoop off with it. That's what happened to my, my uh, great aunt's dog. An eagle came and just swooped it up. I guess they're not, they're not paranoid then. You know, <laughs> they're not paranoid. It can actually, it could actually happen. Yeah. But that's something I think they were also kind of, maybe it wouldn't attack me, but it would attack our family dog, these wild animals. Oi, Um, so you're probably like (laughs) shielding your dog all the time. I was, because we had like, it wasn't a tiny dog, but it was, it was a smaller dog. And so it's like, you're always watching for the shadows circling overhead. Yeah. And the other thing is, so like after those lovely bedtime stories, they would um, then play us like some tapes so we could fall asleep to the tapes. And one of these tapes that they play a lot was the story of Tallypole. Do you know no, the story of Tallypole? Okay, I'll share it. Uh, so Tallypole is the story of a hunter that goes into the woods and he finds some animal and he shoots it and kills it, takes it back to his cabin, 
skins it, eats it. And he's like, oh man, this, this animal just has the best tail, the best tail ever. And he's just like petting it. And he like goes to sleep, you know, just in snuggling this animal skin. And he wakes up and his fire is out in his cabin and he sees kind of like these shadows going around the cabin and he hears this voice and it goes, Tallypole, Tallypole, I'm going to get my Tallypole. And that's basically, so what it is, is the animal comes back, he comes down the chimney, he kills the hunter, takes his tail back. The ghost of the animal, I don't know what exactly it was supposed to be, but that was a, it was a common story we would go to sleep to as well. so. So you don't, you don't want to mess with any animals. No, no hunting for you. No, no. And I, I guess it's like if we return to the woods, maybe as a society, they wanted me prepared for that. I don't know if, if that could be it. But wouldn't you have to hunt if you were in the woods? How would you get food? How would you make clothing? I think that they just didn't want me to hunt the tally pole. They were like, watch out if its tail is too beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to snuggle it, you know, just just stick to the less attractive animals. <laughs> Only ugly animals. But they might attack you. Watch out. And the other thing I think that they're also preparing me for is to be using the scraps of society. Like when there's nothing new manufactured, there's nothing left because my mom, I call it like her subscription box. She sends me um, these like boxes, like Amazon boxes full of things that she thinks I need. Okay. And it's usually comprised of um, used greeting cards, but she's just like scratched out or erased the, the signatures so I can use it again. Okay. So you can repurpose it. If you got it, you get a Christmas present or something, you can, you know, just send that thank you card. No need to get a new one. Right, right. So just smart. ignore the scribbles. They were there yeah. to begin with. They were just part of the card character, you know? Yeah. Uh, she loves to send me single servings of ketchup, honey, soy sauce, mustard, whatever she's just picked up, sugar packets out at random restaurants. Nothing should be wasted. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if it's free. You know? Of course. Yeah. Um, same with beer coasters from various bars. Um, those like cardboard beer coasters, Ola's have to send those. So I'm guessing no rings on your tables. No, that's right. Yeah. Very protected. (laughs) Very protected. Um, One of my favorites is she sends me obituaries that she reads in the newspaper. And that's for inspiration for my own life. She'll be like, what a great life this person had. (laughs) You should be like them, even though they're dead. Follow their life story. (laughs) Right, exactly. Um, And my favorite is she sent me uh, in one of the packages, this is a while ago, but um, a self-help book. There's lots of like usually self-help articles, but this was a full book. And the title of the book was Change or Die. (laughs) Whoa, it's very morbid. (laughs) Very subtle too, right? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I got the hint, mom. She's also thinking about like herself in the apocalypse and, you know, what will she do? Because she has told me my mom got a knee replacement a couple of years ago and she told me, listen, after I die, my body will be very valuable to the scavengers because there's a titanium bolt in my knee. <laughs> so just be aware of that. I'm not sure if she's telling me to go harvest it. Yeah. Get, get that bolt. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so sad you're, you're, you're dead, mom, but uh, at least I have your titanium. Yes. Right. So sad. So sad. And I think the last thing to to share that has always been interesting is she loved to give me these like propaganda books as a child. Um, my favorite one and like the most probably propaganda was uh, she got me this book of, of the Clinton's lives. It was Bill and Hillary. 
And it was both of them starting from like their birth all the way through their lives up into like the presidency and how, oh, like they were both class presidents, echoes into the future of, of like, um, you know, the, how successful they would be. And hey, you know, lo- love Hil- Hillary, love, you know, the Democratic Party. But I just thought it was always interesting, like looking back, oh, you're like indoctrinating your child from a very <laughs> with these propaganda. Yes, we know who you voted for. Hey, I'll say it. I don't care. I don't care. Come at me. <laughs> but I think those are those are my my really most interesting uh, family stories. Okay, gotcha. Mm-hmm. So like like your mom like thought like there would be like a world ending uh incident like what what type of apocalypse was she predicting like zombie like Y2K Yeah these days it's mostly just climate based um she's watching I guess the that news. makes sense Yeah so it's coming from somewhere before that Not Fox though, News Not Fox that's right <laughs> Yeah CNN only keep that propaganda going Uh, (laughs) she has she does watch a lot of um like her big thing is she loves violent shows um where there's like bloodshed yeah so i think she's ready for any type of like world war coming (laughs) up you know where we'll have to take to the streets well there might be one (laughs) thanks to putin yeah (laughs) hopefully not but um my mom is ready she's been studying the the uh moves out there we'll say (laughs) She's got a nice underground bunker prepared, like with like canned food and something in case there's a nuclear disaster. I think she's just going to go out like murder suicide with my dad. (laughs) Guns blazing. The obituary boxes or subscription boxes full of obituaries. Those are getting bigger and bigger full of things. She's like, I'm just cleaning out my house. I'm cleaning out my basement Uh because she's telling me, she's like, I'm going to die at some point. And when I die, I don't want you to have to do anything to sell the house. And so um, I'm getting a lot of like melted spatulas have started getting in there, dull knives. Um, so I think she's sending me these to get rid of them, but also, you know, protection. <laughs> <laughs> Double purpose there. Oh, that does remind me. When, so my mom, um, she was a principal for like 30 years at a school for kids. Oh God, that, did she um, traumatize all those kids? Are they all doomsday preppers too now? <laughs> well, this this might actually lend some some uh, background is this school was a very special school because it was for kids that have behavioral impairments. Okay. So that means, um, you know, lots of conduct disorders. They were always having the police called and that fun stuff. So I guess your mom was prepared. I guess that's why she <laughs> was hoarding all the those weapons and yeah she sees the worst case scenario but so from she got most of her weapons from these students because she would confiscate them and then their parents could come pick up the knives um it was mostly knives i guess it's better than guns yeah right yeah i think guns she might not have she would have had to call someone she couldn't just like been like i'm gonna keep this but they were all on her desk drawer and so at the end of the year most of the parents wouldn't have come picked up their knives and so she would often give them to me and my brother and be like hey here's a nice little pocket knife for you here's some knives go stab each other yes right and surprisingly i've taken two or three accidentally through tsa and they never noticed really wow never said a word so hey oh this liquid or drink or whatever that can't go but the the knives missed it somehow (laughs) oh gotcha wow good times good times all around (laughs) is that how like you one one thing that got you into comedy yes i would say definitely um trying to you know understand and make sense of my weird childhood yeah everyone in my family is funny because they all think they're the black sheep 
okay. But it's funny if everyone in your family thinks they're the black sheep. It's usually the opposite. Usually everyone <laughs> right. in the family thinks they're the white sheep. They're like, oh, I'm the good one. Everyone else is the the weirdo. Yeah, yeah. So I think we're all, I mean, we're all on the same page that it's kind of like, we can't trust each other. Every man for himself. <laughs> got to be prepared. But I know my mom is looking out for me. She's got my back. <laughs> I mean, she sends you all the weapons. She sends you all the supplies. So, Yes, all of the uh, mustard packets that won't expire for 500 years. So <laughs> I'm ready with those. But yeah, I think that's a, that was a big part of why I got into comedy is uh, so many weird family members. And I just feel at home amongst comedians. I feel like they're family. Got other funny people. Mm-hmm. So any other like interesting family members or stories you got? Um, I think uh, one of my favorite family members is my Aunt Marlene. Okay. Aunt Marlene does not give a shit about anything. Oh, can we cuss? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> Nothing's off limits. Okay, I guess. Um, so she uh, is just living her best life. Um, she has been a court-appointed advocate for about 10 years now. And so what that means is that she, like children who are, you know, going through maybe like a custody battle or something like that, she's their advocate in court. She makes sure they get to and from court, like everything's okay, all their paperwork. That's nice. But because of that, she has started open or having like a concealed carry weapon that she keeps on her because you don't, you don't know since you get into it, but a lot of times the court advocates, like the parents will see them as taking the kids away or they're like keeping their kids away. So she's got lots of death threats, but every time I ask her about it, she's like, Oh, got another crazy person coming after me, but don't worry. I've got my pistol right here. <laughs> A big highlight for her also in recent years is she got her belly button pierced. Okay. And she loves to have like the dangly jewelry and show it off. And so that's always fun to see. It's it's inspirational to me. I don't have that much confidence. How old is she with the, when she got the belly button pierced? I think she was probably almost 50. Whoa. Um, 50? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you know, was... like, a, like a teenager thing. No, oh no, I'm Marlene. That then, um, the other like after that, she got her pride and joy, which is her Jimmy, um, oh Jimmy Buffett Margaritaville machine. So now you go over to her house, press with the press of a button, you've got a machine going, and it's always got the tequila, always got the ice ready to go with the mix. <laughs> a few years ago, my family and I, this is almost like uh, years ago, we're in vacation, um, or in Mexico on vacation. And we kept seeing this woman around like from a distance and she was always wearing like hot pink bikini. She also had like the dangly belly button piercing platinum blonde hair. And we we're like, is that aunt Marlene? And everywhere we went, we saw her and it wasn't finally till like the last night um, of the, the vacation. We were on this like booze cruise. And part of it was like, you know, at the end of the night, they like have contests and you could be like a stripper pole dancer and like whoever was the best stripper was, was going to win. And, um, that's when we knew it wasn't aunt Marlene because she did not win the stripper contest. And aunt Marlene would have absolutely nailed that to the ground. <laughs> so aunt Marlene would be a, would be a good stripper. She wouldn't need to be like, it would be a recreational hobby for her, but like, could she win a strip off contest? Absolutely. She must have a pretty good body then. Well, she's got the accessories. She's got the flash. She's got the confidence. Um, and she has a margarita in hand. So right. I think and she's the gun ready to too. Go. It's pretty in the gun. Pretty exactly. sexy accessory there. If the the judges say like she's lost, they'll just she'll just point the gun at them. Like, oh yeah, you're gonna make me a number one now. Ten out of ten, right yeah. there. <laughs> Eleven out of ten. Don't shoot me. Right. Yeah. 
that's one of my favorite uh, family members to to reminisce on. Old Aunt Marlene. <laughs> nice. Any other interesting family members? I do. So my uncle, <laughs> my uncle Jack, he lives out in the desert. And um, he's been growing peyote uh, seeds, not the plants, because that's illegal, but he grows the seeds and he sells them online, but mostly on the dark web. Okay. And so that's how he finances his life. But he's always sending out like emails about like the aliens that are coming soon and how we need to be prepared. This might also be why my mom thinks the end is coming. Yeah. You got the aliens, you got (laughs) the pandemic, you got the war. Like everything's, everything's coming. Yeah. And he told us like um, recently, he's like, we have big news. We have like big, I I have big news. I have big news I need to share with the family. And so I wasn't there, but my aunts and uncles were there and he showed up and he never comes to anything. And so it was like, whoa, Uncle Jack is here. Okay. And he was wearing um, women's clothing and we were like, oh, okay. So this, this is a new development. He He didn't normally go for that. Yeah. This must be the big news, right? No, that was not the big news. The big news was just he wanted everyone to get together in LA for his birthday and go out clubbing together. <laughs> but um, so we we eventually got to the bottom of it. He's just started wearing women's clothing because he thinks it breathes better. Okay, so he just likes wearing it. <laughs> yeah, he lives out in the desert. He's like, skirts, they're way better. They're way better for um, you know those hot desert days. Better ventilation, I, I guess. Mm-hmm. No political statements, no identity change, just... <laughs> Really needs to breathe. Let those balls breathe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Less restricting. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I think that's that's most of my stories. I wish I had more for you. <laughs> no, no, these are these are great. Um, so like I guess I'm curious, like, how does your mom act now with the with like COVID, you know, being two years and the crisis in the Ukraine? Like, has that affected her? I think because she's preparing for death so much. And by the way, my mom is in great health. Like there is no okay. actual worrying about that. But because she she's kind of just like YOLOing now. Like she's been <laughs> trying to plan like vacations to Germany. She's planning like vacations to Europe, Asia. And I'm just like, I don't know if we want to be heading over to that hemisphere right now. Yeah, maybe kind of give it a rest, you know, let things <laughs> kind of play out. She's definitely done with like staying at home. She wants to get out there. Yeah. I mean, like after two years, yeah, who can who can't blame you? Taking Aunt Merlene with her. Um, they'll yeah. be fine. Aunt Merlene's <laughs> armed. Yeah, armed, armed and dangerous. Armed, tipsy and dangerous. And that's why she's <laughs> the not trifecta. worried. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's gonna she'll be prepared. Nice, nice. <laughs> trying to think of any more questions. Any anything kind of interesting you want to talk about about your life, your career? I've been mostly an open micer. You might not see me on too many uh, features, but um, I always say to people, you know, get out there in the Bay, in the barrier comedy, especially the San Francisco comedy scene. Not everyone has left the city. There's still tons of great people out there. Um, and, you know, I think you can really make an impact now because a lot of people did move to LA. So <laughs> come be a big fish in our small ponds. You got San Francisco. You got, you got all the tech people. Mm-hmm. Maybe just, be like like Elon Musk's personal comedian. I don't know. I'm sure he's paid for weirder things. Well, I, I do I do work in tech actually. I'm I'm in oh, the nice. the hive. And I have to say, like one of my most interesting things about working in tech is seeing how it's brought all these like diverse, very different people together for one common goal, which is to make as much money as God. Make as much <laughs> money as humanly possible. <laughs> And we're all united in that. It's beautiful to see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gotta gotta make that money. Yeah. 
they have all these like mini series coming out like they have uh elizabeth holmes they have mm-hmm. like the we work guy uber <laughs> like oh, all yeah. these like depraved like tech people that are you know like making like crap tons of money and doing doing horrible stuff not not that you guys do horrible stuff but i'm just saying huh. like that's what the tech world has been pretty uh pretty notorious for oh yeah and i, I it's I, like i said we're we like to think we're trying to do better but it's really like yeah. let's see how much money we can make but so i've seen super pumped and um i've watched the dropout that elizabeth holmes won very accurate i've just been watching really? that being like yeah. this is a documentary <laughs> absolutely wow Absolutely. Yeah. Um, especially Travis Connick. Like I've never met him or anything, but um I I worked in San Francisco um from 2012 to 2019 in tech and um heard many like firsthand stories. And I say it here, I think they're true. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seemed like a pretty horrible culture they got. That's why they got rid of him. Yeah, he got pumped out of there. <laughs> Does like the tech thing like influence like it'd be like your comedy or like I would say definitely. I mean, just being around the ridiculousness of tech and all the things that happen. Um, like I was at a IPO party last year, um, go, initial public offering going public. And there was two amazing things that happened. First, the thing that people got most excited for was there was a um, dueling Santa ice sculpture chainsaw duo. That sounds like a lot. Yeah, it was a lot. Um, and they're doing it to rock me like a hurricane. Uh, and they Whoa. were they were carving with uh, chainsaws, the logo of the company. And um, they got kind of towards the end. Everyone was like cheering, going crazy, chainsaws, ice is flying. And then one kind of like slipped and he accidentally cut off like a big chunk of the thing. Of the ice sculpture or of himself? Of the ice sculpture. Oh, good, good. <laughs> Not him. That would have been very exciting. The dismembered Santa. <laughs> that would have been rough. Um, but that was, so that was, that was a, a good time. Um, and there was also, they had this band playing and they were like amazing, like top notch. They probably paid like thousands of dollars for this band to play. Okay. But everyone was outside, um, like taking pictures of, uh, and like looking on their phones and like taking Instagram shots. So no one was inside actually like listening to the band. That's tech for you. Thousands of dollars for a band no one even's listening to. <laughs> No one's even listening to at all. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah, just like the general ridiculousness of tech. Um, I wish I could think of more of the stories. I've been out of it for a little while. So I think that I've like blacked a lot of them out. But right. Um, yeah. A lot of ridiculousness there. <laughs> I'm sure that's got to be quite a quite a wild time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is there any way that people can find you on social media or if any way to like see that your comedy yeah, I'm uh Instagram is where you should find me. I'm at shenanigals and um that's shenanigans, but just put a like gals with a Z on the end. So shenanigals. Okay, so shenanigals with a Z. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, uh, thank you so much for being a guest, Sophie. And um if there's a nuclear war or uh COVID part two happens, um I'll be uh getting back in touch with you and your mom and uh I'll be one of the few people to survive this uh, this nuclear uh, Armageddon. That sounds amazing. Please do, David. <laughs> we have a spot for you. Thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave us a five-star review. Would you like to be a guest? Please send a story about your embarrassing family member to embarrassingfamily at gmail.com.